0: Hey y'all, welcome to Let's Talk Life XL. Today I have a brand new studio guest and I'm gonna let her introduce herself.
1: Hello, my name is Sadika Dove Charles. I'm the older and stylist at Touch With As Salon. I am a two-time best selling co-author of two books, Boss Face Who Pray. We start our tour in a couple of weeks. I also have a mother of a twelve year old business entrepreneur and that's a little bit about myself.
0: Awesome. Now when you picked the topic Beast Mode Belief, what was the first thing that came to your mind?
1: Uh, going hard, no matter what you're going through. Like, even when it's tough, keep going. When it seems easy, keep going. So don't give up despite what you're going through and keep going. Even when it seems like, um, it's a breeze, don't stop. Keep going.
0: You know, you bring up something very interesting. A lot of times people will lose steam when things get easy. Do you feel like that is a trap? Yes, it is a trap. It can be a trap. Oftentimes,
1: like, we'll start a a task, and we're like, okay, it seems like I got it together, and it's like we start getting in cruise mode, like, okay, it's a breeze, but we have to be prepared for the next level. So the next level requires more intense, you know, strategic planning, uh, getting our mind prepared for what's coming, because things are going to change quickly, just like things change in business. We start out, like, with a, a whole completely different idea, and then it goes left, and it's like, okay, was I prepared? Did I have a plan? What was my objectives to begin with? you know, two, three, four, five five years from now have I prepared myself for the next advancement?
0: I love that. You know, you raise so many good points. Just y'all, we not even a minute in. You already hit <laughs> this, sis. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Because, right. you know, the whole grind thing, like y'all, y'all know how I feel about hustling and being called a hustler. Do not call me a hustler called me a builder because in my mind, and I've said it before in beast mode, hustling is just this never ending cycle of hard work. And when you Mm -hmm. build, you understand that there are phases to everything that you're building. Right. And like you say, sometimes things go left and you have to go back to your drawing board or your plan of purpose and say, okay, you know Mm -hmm. what, you know, what was my initial intention when I got started with this? And then where did it go left? And in the process of transitioning into something else, what else can be here that I can use to get to the next level? Sometimes you have this grand idea and then it takes a little longer than you thought. Right. Or (laughs) or you need to learn more than you thought you would need to know. So sometimes when things we get into that place where it is smooth saying you are like man I did all my research I got over that hurdle or you know it took a lot it took a long time now things are uh-huh. popping off but we cannot get relaxed in that cruising season because that is where you can really get off track very easily but it's not to right. say that you have to be in this continuous grind situation in order to have your dreams manifest now when it right. when we talk about beast mode and belief How important is belief in beast mode?
1: Well, for me, when I I look at my belief, you know, go through the process of gathering what I need and and, and the tools that I need to get to the next level, I have to have this belief that I can do it. Like, it's so easy to say, okay, I have a plan and then get discouraged and don't even follow through with what I wanted to do. I have a belief in myself, my capabilities, my knowledge, the education I've received, and the skills that I've learned. Uh, the wisdom I receive from my elders or from my peers that are like-minded. So I try to put myself in positions to be sharpened by those that are, you know, striving in the same path. You know, what am I doing? How am I getting there? Who am I speaking with? Are they motivating me? What's the the energy around me? A big, you know, energies and vibes. If I feel off, I can't I can't deal with you. And that plays a major part in the decisions I make.
0: Man, you talk about vibes. Some people call it discernment. They could be green lights, they could be yellow lights, and they could be red lights. We're always talking about red flags and red lights. And what about green flags? Because sometimes when we can identify the vibes or the energy that a person gives off, that enables us to connect with them. And those connections can birth great things. So In business, you do have to have a tough skin. I was listening to something earlier today, and I was thinking, like, man, yes, you are right. Over time, I've learned how to have a thicker skin, but at the same Uh time, to keep things balanced, I also have to be able to let people in. So I still, you know, and that's where good discernment and picking up on good energy is very important. Because just like you can pick up on somebody and say, oh, nope, let me back up. Let me slow down, red flag, red (laughs) light, whatever, you know, so I'm going to say stop, whatever you want to call it. But there are some energies that bring life to you. And those are the people that you need to seek out, those people that they may not right. be a purchasing customer or they may not right. be someone who can fund your dream or your or your needs, but they can offer a good word or two. They can be exactly. there when you need them to listen. You know, I had a friend call me the other day and he was talking, you know, and, um, you know, it, I got really quiet and he was like, hello. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm still here. It just sounds like you need me to listen. And I right. wanted to be able to give that to him because when we're in a mode and we're going hard and we have all of these expectations of ourselves, not even we not Sometimes even talking to fall back and listen. Exactly. Sometimes you exactly. just need people to listen and not necessarily give you all this feedback. <laughs> the world give you True. enough feedback.
1: Some people <laughs> just want to hear themselves talk. I, I just I hate to say it um uh, you might just be like hey i just want to bounce something off of you and just just listen to me and they'd be so excited like oh i can tell them my, my opinion my feelings i want them to know sometimes it just takes that when we have conversations sometimes let a person know hey i'm just coming to you w- wanting to feel my heart can you listen or this is where i need you right now so we have to begin that those communication and beast mode is everything too you know, just like any other relationship, we have to establish where we need people, how we need them, so they know, okay, that's all she need me for. Cool. Next stage. you know, move forward that way.
0: Right. Because the last thing you want to do is shut a person down. And True. the best way to even give advice, even if you're one of those people that give advice all the time, the best way to give advice is to listen to what somebody is saying so that you can give them the advice that applies, you know, because exactly. I think sometimes we want to hear ourselves give advice. And I've been in that position where it's like, okay, Shantae, what would you do in this scenario? What advice would you give yourself? So sometimes Mm. in the midst of trying to help everybody else in their beast mode or listening when they need help, sometimes we have to fall back and listen to ourselves and be be our own counterpart when things get a little tough. Now, when things get tough, how do you hold on to your beliefs in the middle of life?
1: Oh, that's been pretty shaky for me. Sometimes when you're going through something you forget where your faith is or your belief is because we're so caught up in the emotion and the, the trauma or the, the pain of what we're going through that we have to stop and go, Okay, you know what? Let me let me let me go back to where my strength lies, where my faith is, what got me going in the first place. Uh, what motivated me to begin with. I tend to find myself, even if in the midst of a struggle, sometimes I get down, I want to cry a little bit. You got to get it out because you got to deal with those emotions. Let you feel those emotions first. Some people are like, oh, stop crying. Sometimes I need to cry because that's what, that cleansing moment. Once you get those tears out of, okay, now I need to build. Now I need to rebuild. I need to toughen up. I need to discover where I went wrong, what I didn't do right. You know, recognize some things within yourself and then within your situation or your circumstances and then go from there, and that's where we begin to rediscover, okay, I need to be in alignment, and the alignment is off. Uh, it's like refocusing, getting recentered, where I'm going, what I'm trying to do, and what was the whole purpose to begin with.
0: The irony is, you could be going through difficulties and still making progress. You yes. can be in a whole vat of pain But and it can sti- be hard to see it. It can be, and that's why, that's really honestly, what you said is my why because life can get really big sometimes, and then we shrink down. And one thing I've been practicing lately is really showing up, and you guys have heard me talk about this this whole year, because showing up is a daily thing. It's a moment-by-moment thing, because there are some times where I show up in 100%. There are some times where I show up maybe 10%. There are some times where I can show up and I'm all right. There are some times where I'll show up and I really have to put in the effort to be there. But whatever your right. showing up is, that's what your showing up is, and you don't have to be ashamed. Because it's just sometimes, right. it, stuff just get hard. But there yeah. is always progress if we make that choice. And I feel like progress right. is a choice. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think
1: everything in life is a choice. Either you choose to be sad, choose to be happy, no matter what you're dealing with. So. Just for example, I could go to work and be like, man, I know what my schedule is that I book clients based on appointments. I choose to be happy because behind the chair, I'm going to do my best work when I'm feeling great. So I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm at work. This is going to be contingent on how they're going to pay me. If they're going to pay me, am I going to get a tip? How's the conversation going to be? Because it's going to affect the morale in my room when I'm styling. I choose happiness on purpose because it affects my well-being from that moment on. So even when I leave the end of the day, I'm like, I don't feel exhausted. I don't feel drained. My clients don't feel like, oh, this is the worst experience ever. She's dragging, she's moping, or she seems like she's in a firm. They might not say it, but I'll let them know, hey, it started off rocky this morning, but girl, how's your day going? Change the subject because it's no longer about me. So I set the tone for what I want. So I choose the la- the better than the worse, you know, because things could be bad, but what do we want? It's up
0: to you. That is true. We can choose happiness. We can choose, we can set our own tone. And you're right. That is one of my strategies, you guys. When I wake up in the morning, I make sure to choose the tone of my day. How do I want my day to go? Now, that doesn't mean that every day I wake up and I choose the you know, the flow of my day and it goes exactly the way I had anticipated, but at least I got first dibs. <laughs> Cause life be like, hold on, sis, let me, let me introduce this distraction. Let me introduce this negative comment and things like that. So what I choose to do is say, you know what? Thank you. Mine is thank you, Lord, for today. I always give my thanks first thing in the morning. Thank you for a new day. And then I think on good thoughts. I think on, even if I have a reflective moment, like sometimes you wake up and you're just not in the best mood and I'm not, y'all, y'all know I'm all about authenticity. It's not about faking your way through life. It's not fake it till you make it. Y'all know I don't believe in that. It's about being real with where you are and where you're trying to go. So if you say, you know what, this morning I woke up and it's just, I'm just in this mood. I don't even know why I just woke up. Then you can, you know, take those moments and ask for, you know, support. Like, Lord, I just need you to show up today. I need your love. I need your support. I need your wisdom today. I need joy to fill me up. And then you just remind yourself like, hey, no, I am a walking vessel of love. Like if there is something that I need, I can go in and get it. Now, sometimes we can drain ourselves. So we have to be able to be in a balanced position in life where we're giving out those things that come innately to us, like love and joy and peace and kindness and truthfulness and honesty, humbleness, and then we can receive. So that way we have enough to give. We have enough to tap into because we don't want to be just a drained vessel walking around here because then, like you said, it spills over into the people who we meet and who we encounter, who we interact with in our day. It spills over to them. Now, when you talk about, when we talk about beast mode, what are some of the benefits of actually believing in yourself? Oh,
1: the benefits of believing in yourself, the pride you get from accomplishment of getting up and doing, getting up and completing a task, the joy of fulfilling your heart's desires, clearing your mind and doing that checklist, like, ooh, accomplishment, next. Oh, did that, check. I have uh, a 12-year-old daughter that watches every move I make, and literally she's like, she goes hard. So a mom and everybody's like, like, your child's different. I'm like, yeah, she's a little different, but I tell her, you have me as an example. What are you striving for? So if I show her a poor attitude, or uh, I'm in a funk. She'll go, Mom, are you okay? How you feeling? Soon as I walked through the front door and I had to teach her, don't come asking me for something first. Ask me how I'm feeling so that way you can discover mommy needs a moment so she can suppress, call, and then we engage. And so then I asked her, how was your day? What are you doing? What's next? What's on your agenda? Um, she left for the summer and wrote her grocery list. And on the back of the grocery list, I'm like, is this a grocery list? The baby had wrote down her goals and her affirmations, and it shocked me because she does it on a regular, but for me to see it, it's like, while well, I can go for the summer, I can know where my daughter's mind and her heart is, even in her absence. So, it gives me a, a sense of peace where I haven't even called her yet. She's been gone a whole week. but it's a, it's a thing of confidence, knowing that i was motivating myself, pushing myself, knowing that I can make things happen despite, you know, like, there's so many different things that could go wrong, but I made this Checklist, this accomplishment, that pride and joy of I did it, I made it happen.
0: I love that. And that's something that I've been teaching my son too. You know, the first thing, and you know, it's one of those guilty pleasures that those first few minutes at home, you know, you just need them to yourself and he'll jump right in my face. He'll be like, mommy, let me show you this. And let me, and I said, baby, I love you. And I, and I will look at it. Mommy just needs five minutes. So I've been teaching him, right. you know, just to be able to greet and then give a, just a little bit of space. And I think that that says a lot it, from both aspects for me, right. it just gives me a chance to just kind of get in. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then it gives him a chance to get whatever you want to show me prepared. I think, you know, the biggest thing kids need is love. Love, and right. that comes in so many different forms and 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 when we do that, when we provide that for them, we're furthering their own personal goals like it's amazing right. like these kids these days they are more goal or, right they are so goal oriented than True. probably us in the eighties and the nineties. It was just kind of like what your parents wanted you to do.
1: It was just for we we had goals for the next five minutes. I would go outside, play. Beat the ice cream truck, and then go to the first little house down the street and roller skate.
0: Right. We had goals until the street light came on. Exactly. That was it. What
1: we were doing the next day, Depending on what my mama said I could do. Other than that, we just talk about what was in the moment.
0: But these kids, you know, they have, they see more goals. They see, you know, we have, we're in the age of more millionaires and more publicity, you know. So, you know, being successful is being really put out there in the forefront. And you said something earlier, and I want, you know, make sure all my listeners take this away Yes, I I believe in checklists and I believe in not overlooking the small successes like just, right. hey, I got up. I had a great morning. Check. I did something to benefit my health. Check. Um, I did something to encourage myself, check. So sometimes we think checklists have to be, oh, I started a whole business, got an LLC, and I got to incorporate it all in the same day. No, it's sometimes, right. it's really those small things like, you know I what, I that. made it through the day without crying, Or I made it through the day and I was not only able not to cry, but I was able to encourage somebody. I took it up a level, you know. So sometimes we have to look at the smaller successes that can impact the bigger successes that we want to see over time. Because it's in the middle that those bigger successes either you either keep going Or you fall off. And you've heard, you guys have heard me say it before, check your actions because your actions really tell you what you believe in. And I heard something one time, it was an empowerment speaker, and they were talking about, do you really believe in the success that you want? Are you afraid of the success that you want? And most people can answer that first part and say, yes, I believe in the success I want. But I've encountered and, you know, you guys, I've been in business for over 10 years and I found myself lately being able to say, you know what? No, I'm not afraid of success because I don't think that people really see the fear of success. Have you ever encountered being a little afraid of how successful you could be?
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) As of lately, I get nervous because I'm sitting up here like that. uh, Talking to one of my friends, T, we sit on the phone talking about like things we've gone through and how to get through certain obstacles. And I said, as I look at business now for myself, being a salon owner, I'm like, I'm booked up the whole month of June and it just started. I'm over here like, hey, y'all, I ain't got no room for clients. What am I going to do? Start planning. Okay, now what's my next level? What's my next goal? So we're talking and the whole conversation leads into discovering ourselves what are we needing? How do we want to better ourselves? What we've gone through, what has that shown me is about myself, and then uh, what am I doing for others in the same process? So I look at it as the the nervousness is, am I prepared? Then the fear of, am I going to fail? But if I fail, what am I going to learn from it, or what do I hope to learn from it? Because automatically, when we think of failure, we don't think, can I come back from it? Basically we think when we fail, am I able to? redeliver? Am I able to rebuild? Because naturally, anybody, most millionaires will tell you it didn't work the first time. You're going to have to receive a few L's before you get a W, even with relationships, even with family. You know, we lose things, we lose people, we lose objects, all of that. But these things can be replaced or replenished. And oftentimes, God puts us in possession to receive more as long as we're able to acknowledge what it is that we learn from that situation. What did I not get? What did I fail to present to make it work? And that's all a part of the the fear. We naturally block out certain things because we don't want to believe that it's possible. But if we keep it behind us, then we're not even looking to move forward. We're staying comfortable in this comfort zone.
0: Comfort will kill more dreams than procrastination. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I love something you said. You touched on resiliency. Being able yeah. to bounce back is very bounce. important in life, not even in business, just life itself, because we become better versions of ourselves when, like you said, we take the past and we learn from it and we apply it to our present and then we hope for a better future. When I look at exactly. it from in that perspective, order, or from that perspective, you know, I can only be as good as my best self. So every time I'm my best self, my best self keeps getting better. And that's what growth is, even if it's you, you failed on something, because failure is inevitable. And I work in education. I have to tell parents all the time, you know, as much as we want our kids to be successful, we also have to teach them how to deal with failure. And we have to teach them the resiliency in failure because there is honor in failure. There is, there is glory in failure because you can, most success stories, like you say, have the deepest falls, man. You would think like, God, how did you ever come back from that? Like that would have took me out when we really listen to people's story and they go back and they go into it. And you're y'all I've talked to so many people and it's been so many people that I've walked away from a table, like my God, how are you in your right mind? And even when I look back on my life, I think about man, you have some mental fortitude girl and we have to give ourselves that credit when we give ourselves that credit, that, allows us to be more resilient and the more resilient we are and through failures the more successful we will become so it's right. not about always achieving success and getting it right all the time it's about learning when you get it wrong using that lesson to get it right yeah it's another tool it's, it's another tool, tool you It is a tool. Now, if you see failure as something that is purely negative, then you'll never have a growth mindset. And then you'll wonder why you're stuck in patterns that you can't break. Now, have you ever been in a pattern that you recognize as a pattern and made your way out of it?
1: Oh, boy. Yes, I have. I think I've had plenty. And I think at this point in my life, I've, I've recognized that I can't just get stuck on the first thing that's presented to me. Oftentimes we get so excited, like, okay, this is it. This is all. This is the end all be all. Nothing else is going to matter. It's not going to. And we don't see that there's always going to be the next level up from that. You know, that's just like taking uh, a sandwich or regular bread, knowing that there's a sub. Then from the sub, you get a whole panini. Did you get a whole, there's levels to a sandwich, you know? So just look at like levels to stairs, you know, they be like, there's just this like the stone, then you got the brick, and then you got the, you know, it's so many different things that we don't look at God or the universe planting these things in front of us, like just know that these are stepping stones to the next level. I, I have to tell myself, like, don't get complacent. Don't get comfortable. Don't look at it as this is it. Sometimes we talk about Caesar. This season was meant for this relationship. This season was meant for this uh, event to happen. This season was about uh, me and the two books that I participated in. It was a time that I needed to see myself and rediscover some things about myself. It wasn't about anything or anybody else. It was about, man, I know where my hope and my faith lies. and me doing so, it was a blessing for others and a tool that they could use this devotional to, you know, okay, I know I'm not the only one. And so it's several women sharing their stories. This is what we do it. You know, it's like, oh, wow, it's a power-packed sensation of, wow, I'm not alone. And oftentimes we find that when people talk about books in the Bible, it's not meant for you to just take it and say, oh, this is the end, all be all. Uh, there's a, a story and a message for each step or each person, each encounter that we can't overlook. It's meant for you at some place, some point in time, if it ain't meant for me, as I share the story with someone else, it's going to be a blessing to them. And that's where my belief comes in, that I'm, I'm sharing a tool or a message for someone else to gain something from it, whether it's now or later.
0: And that is the beautiful cycle of love. I feel like when we are full of love, we can't help but to give it away. And there like I was saying earlier you guys, there are so many different levels of even love itself. And love when we really make it bigger than just a relationship like a marital relationship or a significant other, when we make it bigger and we want to see other people healed, Whole, successful. Right. That's love. That's us showing love because we are all equipped to. Better each other we say iron sharpens iron we're all iron exactly. here and the more we get together and the more I say, girl you can do it or boy you got this man yes yes sir yes ma'am sis queen king whatever you want to call it when I can yep. speak up and lift you up lift another person up whether it's a post or a live feed, or a book, or a journal, or a devotional. Whatever avenue I choose to share love, it is received and felt, and that is what heals us. That is what brings us together. That's what creates unity, and we see it all the time. We see the opposite. Hate it divides and it destroys. so when we can bring more love into our communities, and I' when I say community and the genuineness of it all man, I'm talking about our homes, ourselves. Yeah. We are a community. You also find times where there's people that don't even know
1: what that authenticity looks like, so when it's given or shared, it's almost like it's too good to be true. You have an ulterior motive. What are you trying to do to me Are you trying to get in my business? Are you trying to take something from me? Are you using me? All these things that we have to try to show show others, like I could actually be who I am. And it, it requires that you have a trust within yourself that maybe I don't have to see everything as bad or wrong, you know, this is our connection.
0: We have come to the end of the show, but before we go, if you had one piece of advice to encourage the listeners, what would it be? Uh, about
1: one piece of advice would be to stay encouraged, believe in yourself, trust yourself, and love yourself first.
0: And tell us, where can we find you on social media?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram under Touchable Pizazz I also have a personal page. I share a lot of fun, comedy, and uh, inspirational posts on my personal page, underscore Miss Dove, underscore, and then also on Facebook under Danica C. Dove Charles.